One of these days, everything that I want's gonna be mine. And everything'll be alright as long as this sunshine and a big old brew. And a little old you. The Amazing Rhythm Aces, big old brew. This is the Intergalactic Boombox, episode two. Remember to like, follow, subscribe at Boombox Pod on Twitter. The Intergalactic Boombox at gmail.com for correspondence. If you want an enhanced listening experience, this is a Podcasting 2.0 compliance show, which means if you listen on a variety of third-party apps such as Podfriend or Hypercatcher, you can see images and links that uh, display on your playback machine, your mobile phone or desktop that will uh, lead you to the stuff that I'm talking about with the show notes and the chapters and all that stuff. And if you're really, really progressive and want to send Satoshis to help support the show... You can use one of those apps like Podfriend or Hypercatcher to send a little digital currency my way as you listen. The Masters of the Universe coming back with a show called Masters of the Universe Revelation on Netflix, which drops on July 23rd. Although there's some really beautiful images you can look at right now online. Really, really cool stuff. Uh, executive produced by Kevin Smith. Star-studded lineup for the voice cast. I wish I could be a part of it. But then again, I'm not a big star like the people they got in line here. They got uh, Mark Hamill as Skeletor. Chris Wood as He-Man. Sarah Michelle Gellar as Tila. The original Skeletor voice, Alan Oppenheimer, is Moss Man. Kevin Conroy playing Merman. Jason Mewes, of course. You gotta have Jason Mewes in there as Stinkor. Of course, this is a continuation of the story from the original cartoon series that aired in the mid-80s. And according to the press release, it goes a little something like this. <clears throat> After a cataclysmic battle between He-Man and Skeletor, Eternia is fractured and the Guardians of Grayskull are scattered. And after decades of secrets tore them apart, it's up to Tila to reunite the broken band of heroes and solve the mystery of the missing Sword of Power in a race against time to restore Eternia and prevent the end of the universe. I was actually a little too old when He-Man became the latest thing. My my younger brother was all about it. He was collecting the toys, had a castle of Grayskull. I didn't appreciate He-Man until years later when people were starting to go through like a retro phase. Uh, I never saw the space-based one, though. The New Adventures of He-Man from the late 80s. If you really want a, a campy experience, watch the live-action movie from 1987 with Dolph Lundgren and Courtney Cox. Now, a new live-action movie has been on the drawing board for some time, but of course, that's all derailed thanks to the pandemic. You had the She-Ra and the Princesses of Power on Netflix in 2018. Now, the animation style was a little bit controversial. It was said to take inspiration from Miyazaki and French cartoonist Mobius. But I'm really digging the character design on these new images from the new series. I mean, it just, like, looks wonderful. Super detailed. I have a good feeling about it. Clubhouse has made a lot of press over the past few months. This audio-only uh, chatting social media app sensation has got a lot of companies scrambling to, to make its various clones, like Facebook's working on one, Discord already has one now called Stage Channels, Twitter now has Spaces. I haven't had a chat on Clubhouse, but I have done some on Twitter Spaces, and I intend to do more of them so I could talk to you guys, and you can give me feedback, and I can feature your voices on the show. So stay tuned for things like that. 
While everyone's been stuck at home, of course, something like audio or video services are going to just leap up. You know, you've seen Zoom come out of nowhere, even though we've had Skype for over a decade or longer. But the audio thing is, is a nice alternative. Not everyone wants to be on camera. I, I have to wear pants for this? No, no, you just chat on your phone. You know, open up Twitter Spaces, Clubhouse, Discord. And the host has all the control, so it's not a bunch of everyone talking over each other or any of that. You know, your, your mics are muted when you enter a room. The host can unmute your mic when they're ready to talk to you. Controlled environment, like a panel at a con. Now, hopefully Discord and Twitter spaces won't be overrun by what you saw happen with Clubhouse. If you're on Clubhouse, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, then I'll fill you in. Tons of people are doing their little uh, Clubhouse audio chats and they're based on how to get more followers or be an entrepreneur or Bitcoin this and dating advice. I mean, okay, but I mean, it seems like a majority of the people holding chats on Clubhouse are all about that. And now there's the ways to monetize. Clubhouse is set up and, and you know, they're supposedly not taking a dime for it, but you can uh, tip the host or pay to enter their audio chat. Twitter spaces are going to develop the same sort of monetization program. It's kind of funny how the uh, pandemic, we go from not being allowed to theaters to streaming only or a shortened window to streaming after a limited theatrical release in a socially distant environment or a drive-in or whatever. And then virtual tip jars on YouTube with Super Chats and Twitch subs. And, and you could look at this all as like, I'm giving just a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit every there. And you start with this streaming service, that streaming service. Next thing you know, if you really did the math, you're probably paying more than you ever did for cable. But it doesn't seem as painful because you're looking at a little bit here and a little bit there. It's like, oh, it's only $5 a month. It's only $10 a month. It's only $18 a month. Oh, I want to get rid of ads over there. So, and in the end... You may be broke, but you ain't attained. Love, Death, and Robots. It's back, baby. The Netflix hit adult sci-fi horror animated anthology has a season two, and it is available to stream online now. It's considerably shorter, though. This season only has eight episodes, and uh, season one was like twice that. So, if anything, maybe they have more to fill season two three with something because uh, I did hear that it was renewed. What the cool thing is though is all these shorts just like season one are self-contained considerably less explicit and violent. So things are scaled back in every sense of the word. You know, it's a wide variety of uh, styles of animation. You got stop motion, 2D, 3D CG, and hybrid. While I did overall prefer season one, there are some gems in this bunch, and I'll get to that because I want to break this down. Just because it's for adults doesn't mean it needs to have gratuitous nudity or over-the-top violence just to say, oh, this is gross just because we can. Yeah, as with any anthology, not everything is particularly great, but always interesting, it is at least worth a watch. Segment one is called Automated Customer Service. It looks like Salvador Dali if he were alive today and working at Pixar. It's a cautionary tale told comically about trusting robots to take care of us. Ice is a hyper-stylized 2D short. Reminds me of the Gorillaz music videos, the animation style with exaggerated features for the characters. Also a bit reminiscent of the Tron Legacy cartoon in terms of design. It's a pretty straightforward story. There's not really much to it. I mean, but it is a, a striking visual look. Pop Squad is a full-on CG short with the lead character modeled after and voiced by the great Nolan North best known as Drake from Uncharted and Deadpool from Marvel's animated projects. And this one has a definite Blade Runner feel. It's sci-fi. It's a plot that gets very dark very fast about population control. And there is a definite character arc. This one feels the most fleshed out. 
Snow in the Desert. Now, this is another standout that is a full CG one set in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. And it's a poignant tale about immortality. Like Pop Squad, it's got uh, really, really great eye candy and a well-done story. The Tall Grass is a hybrid 2D, 3D CG tale. Character movements kind of resembling in the style of Into the Spider-Verse, only not as sleek. It's a pretty straightforward man versus monsters tale told in what looks to be set like in the early 20th century. It's on a train. It's a cool creature design, but not a particularly memorable episode. All Through the House is a concise, direct-to-the-point story about what Santa could be and the motivations to be a good little boy or girl. This one's one of the better entries for sure. Life Hutch. Now, this is a basic premise that is like the first episode with Man vs. Robots, only this one's photorealistic, starring Michael B. Jordan. He's the model, and he does the voice. So instead of Dolly-esque Pixar characters played for laughs, this is dark and bloody and action-packed. And this one definitely looks the best out of the whole season. I mean, you're going to do double takes when you think like they just shot Michael B. Jordan and just added him to a CG background. They're getting really good with this stuff. And lastly, Drowned Giant, a study on death and decay featuring a washed up dead giant on a beach and the observations of a scientist who studies the corpse. Feels more sad than morbid, a study about society and what mankind kind of does through the life cycles. My top faves are Pop Squad and Snow in the Desert. A top three contender for sure is also the All Through the House. Now, since these are all self-contained, doesn't matter what order you watch them in anyway, my only real complaint about this season is that it's too short. Otherwise, if you dug season one, just lower your expectations if you're a gore or nudity freak because they pulled way back on that. And I think uh, it best serves the story that way. I think you should add Love, Death, and Robot season two to your Netflix queue. That's going to do it for this episode of the Intergalactic Boombox. I want to thank you for listening, subscribing, following, all that stuff. And if you haven't liked and, and followed and you just happen to listen to this, please do consider hunting this one down on your podcatching service of your choice. I recommend the third-party app Podfriend. You can actually watch an enhanced version. I said watch because there are visuals. I have links and pictures. Plus, you can stream donations as you listen. Podfriend is the app or uh, Hypercatcher is also another app that uh, does this podcasting 2.0 kind of uh, model. Give me feedback here. The Intergalactic Boombox at gmail.com. The Intergalactic Boombox at gmail.com. And follow, of course, the main Twitter thing at BoomboxPod. At BoomboxPod. Keep your eye out on that very account. It's when I announce some Twitter space hangouts. I gather some more opinions that I'll, I'll stick on an episode here of the Intergalactic Boombox. So until next time, stay safe. We gone!